Murdoch University, Alumni After Dark, powering your mind. Hi everyone, welcome to Alumni After Dark. I am your host, Samantha Osborne. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day and thank you so much for tuning in. So last week I spoke to an alumnus, Raj Sagar. Um, he graduated with a double degree majoring in marketing and public relations at our Dubai campus. And we chatted about a really interesting topic, influencer marketing. Now, this is just taken off in Dubai as well as clearly all over the world. Um, and Raj, he actually works directly with the social media influencers as well as their clients. Um, and he just had a really interesting insight into that way of marketing. Um, and he had some really cool to, uh, points to make. So let's listen to what he had to say. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, it's exciting because this is a really cool, different, um, I guess, new, fresh um, way of marketing, right? Like I've not heard too much about it, um, which is why obviously I'm talking to you today. Um, so what's your role? What do you do and where where are you working? So I work at a communications agency called Umami Communications. They're a boutique agency. They mainly deal with FNB. So that's where influencers do play a big role. And what they really do is they come under public relations rather than social media at the moment. Because traditional PR is where you don't really pay for coverage or you don't really pay. It's about the connections that you have and is the media relations and the influencer relations that you have and then building an audience for the brand. In terms of social media, it does play a role as well because if we have a certain campaign that we want to run as in, let's say, opening of a new restaurant or a new hotel, we will have influencers coming in. So we get that uh, awareness, we get that coverage through them as well. So oh, I see. So you hire, you hire people or influencers to come in and kind of do stories and, and that kind of thing. Is yeah, that right? review the right? place. Yes, review the place, share what we have with their community. Because what has happened more and more now is that people don't want to hear things from the brand. They want to hear it from people themselves. That's where influencers are coming in. And that's where they're playing a good role as well. Because if I'm an influencer and I'm sharing something with you, I'm being completely honest with it. And I want to show you what I've experienced so you can do the same as well. Because at the end of the day, any influencer can only be successful if he provides value to his community or her community. So that value process is something that we appreciate as well. Yeah, okay. So you, um, in your um, place of work, when you say F&B, is that food and beverage that you? Yes. Okay. It's mainly food and beverages. And so your clients are restaurants or... Yes, so we have restaurants for sure, but we also have some alcoholic beverages as well. So we have time to time certain projects where we do uh, production for them. Recently, we worked on Martini. Martini uh, released a 0.0 alcohol drink because of the regions. It suits well for them. So we had a whole campaign with them. Then in terms of restaurants, it's like fried chicken, seafood, steakhouse, and it's a mix of everything. But it's a fun fact, like I'm vegetarian. So all my clients, I don't really eat that. <laughs> but the process itself is nice to see how things run and what's going on. Because at the end of the day, even from social media stand of view, we want to show their story. We want to communicate what the brand actually is to the people. I so see. my preference of eating or something doesn't really matter because I understand what the core is. 
And that's what we try to communicate and build a community around it as well. Okay, I understand. Cool. So do you think that um, influencer, is it called influencer marketing? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Is that something that you definitely see on the rise? As in, do you think that's probably going to be the more the main way that people are going to be starting to advertise? Or do you think like it's kind of starting to slow down a bit? Or or what do you think? Absolutely. uh, Especially during these times where people are quite hesitant to go to new places because of all the COVID scares and the health scares and stuff like this. If the same message comes from a person you've been following for a long time, you're more inclined to go to that place. You're more inclined to believe what he or she are selling to you or what they are telling you. So obviously it is good and it's on the rise as well. It's been on the rise for a couple of years, especially in a country like Dubai, where there are like tons of things to do and tons of places to go. There is literally no shortage of influencers here. So we have different agencies as well, as well as certain uh, groups of influencers who all work together where what they do is a specific agency, for example, what they do is they have a whole database of different influencers, and then this they categorize it into different uh, categories based on their followers, based on their engagement and all of that. And then they propose that to their different clients. So if you're a new restaurant, and if this is what you serve, and this is your target audience, hey, we have this set of influencers for you. They can come in, they can review, and they can create content for you as well. So it has been put into like really nice systems. And in Dubai, for influencers, you also need to get a license as well. So it's being regulated by the government as well. Oh, that's and really interesting. That, that, exactly. That makes it interesting because now you know if someone is licensed as an influencer, what they're doing is actually more responsible as well. And they are actually answering to someone as well. Because there's obviously like influencers who are like rogue, where you have no regulation, you have nothing. So you don't really know if the information they're providing is legit or no. And the regulation helps in as well. Yeah. Do you think that that's kind of come from, um, I mean, I don't know if you've seen Fire Festival. Have you seen that on Netflix? Yes. Is it kind of stemmed from that, do you think? Like the fact that they are now... Um, you know, setting these regulations and, um, as you say, having to create a license so that, um, you know, as you said, they're more responsible. Do you think that it's kind of stems from those kind of situations? Absolutely, because at the end of the day, the country is responsible for the citizens and the residents living in as well. And they obviously want to do whatever is good for their welfare. So these accounts, like these measures definitely account to all of this as well, especially when the money transaction part comes in. Because if someone's doing the sponsored content, that would need to be regulated as well. Because it's quite easy to buy fake reviews. It's quite easy to buy like fake coverage of fake reviews and content from people, which then itself leads to misleading people. So at the end of the day, it's good for the people. Yeah, that's so interesting. Cool. Um, What would you say are some of the pros? I guess we've spoken a little bit about that, but what are some of the Mm -hmm. cons of influencer marketing? So one question that I usually always ask influencers is what do you really think you're influencing? Because everyone's an influencer and you go to a venue to eat, you're putting pictures up there. Okay, you go to a restaurant, you're showing the views, you're showing the place. But what is it that you really mean or what is it that you really want to convey? So it's important to actually work with influencers who are not just having numbers, but also depth in the information or the content that they're putting out. 
because that's how you know that the community that they build is real and it's people who value content as well because it provides them with value and it makes sense to them as well so it's very easy for new brands and new owners to get mixed up and if you just get influenced by the numbers that will really kind of mess up your flow with your own strategy as well because you will get the likes you will get the shares and things like that but you will not really see it translate in person you won't really see it translate in sales or it won't have an impact or change as well so that mismatch is something that's crucial and that's where agencies coming and that's where different people who work together come in as well to just finance the whole process yeah i see so when you have say for example an influencer go out to um a restaurant as you say um and then they are advertising that restaurant how is it that you kind of measure the success of that so one of the thing is the reach that they've had on their account itself because if we do just ig stories then we get real time data we know on that day itself the amount of views that we've got from that story and when they make content that stays on to their feed we see the followers and we have stats from the influencers itself because now they in instagram they have like completely nice insights where they are more informative as well and they tell you where your users are coming from what's the age group how long they've been with you and all of that data kind of helps us to realize and understand as well what reach or what impact is one person or one influencer having so that that for sure really helps us and we've seen pages grow as well we've seen the brand page itself the numbers of likes the followers and the traction we're getting on the page in a particular month completely changes wow. when you work with that one key influencer it's amazing really isn't it that kind of one person holds so much power almost right do you feel <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and that's the thing cuz certain times like i've heard stories and i've read stories as well where influencers use their influencing not for the right reasons where they're like if i don't get this then it comes with a bad review so yeah. that's kind of is it almost a blackmail thing right well. literally exactly yeah wow and you've had experiences like that i haven't unfortunately i've not had any experience like this but i have read stories like that for different brands and restaurants and different venues as well where influencers throw tantrums or they just expect more than what they themselves promised for sure and how would you what are kind of like the steps that you put in place so that you that that, that doesn't happen to your agency or to your clients Yes so when we have a list of influencers we also have a list of blacklist influencers as well oh, so yeah. so what happens is if they attended that event and we obviously have to have a communication with our clients as well we need to know okay how was the whole process was it super fine did you see any mishaps did you see something that you were not aware of or something that didn't go in your direction that helps us to understand how they are when they go to a certain place as well and if you see okay it doesn't really work out then they just go into the blacklist so that's why also working with influencers who we worked with in the past really helps us because we know for a fact that these guys are legit they really do the work and we see the impact that they have on different brands as well right so interesting and do you find the influencers usually come to you or do you go to them 
in a country like Dubai, where everyone is kind of an influencer, it's it's massive. Like the brand pages that I handle daily, at least 10 to 15 messages I get through from influencers. And because that's how you would do it as an influencer as well. If you don't reach out to brands, how are you going to get content for yourself? So we get lots of DMs. Hey, this is my name. So I do. This is a small community I've created. And I think you and I could be a nice collaboration. So like this kind of messages is something I get through every day. And And then then there are certain we approach as well, because these are the ones that we know they have a strong community or we know, okay, now these are the massive influencers who are not going to contact you, but it's the other way around. And then how do you kind of go, okay, these are the ones that we want to work with. What do you look for? So obviously the previous work that they've had plays a major role as well because we see the different brands that they've worked with. Also the kind of content that they put out. Is it just images, videos, and is it really providing any value to the community? What kind of communication do they have with their own community? Because that makes a massive difference as well. Because when you're going for influencer, you're not really going for one person. Rather, you're going for a group of people who follow them. You're going for the community. So at the end of the day, for any brand, it's important to have a really strong community for themselves as well. So that aspect plays a pretty big role. How they communicate with their own people who are following them. Are they providing them with value or no? Those kind of small things make a massive difference as well because then you can clearly see if the numbers are fake or they've been purchased or these are organic. Okay. And that helps differentiate as well. So you can purchase followers? Yes, absolutely. We get oh, DMs yeah. for that as well, saying that, okay, just pay us this much. We can give you 10,000 followers. We can give you 20,000 followers. And then these kind of likes guaranteed. But if you really ever do that, it's really going to mess up the algorithm of your own page and it really jeopardizes your own future growth as well. So even if a client comes and tells us, you know, this, someone has messaged me this saying that we can buy followers and stuff, our first thing is no, absolutely no. Because what it really does is you don't want to go after numbers, you want to go after people, you want to go after people who will you, the ones you will be serving. So it's best to not do that at all. Sure, so you want to, you're really numbers. targeting, yeah, you're really targeting the more engaged people rather than just, like you say, a number. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So do you think um, in, for influencer marketing, do you think that it's something just for the big businesses or do you think that small businesses can use it too? And like, what are, I guess, what's the kind of cost of it monetary wise in Dubai anyway? So in Dubai, there's a mix. Uh, for certain influencers, you pay a hefty fee. For others, it's more of a barter system where you're providing them with your services or goods and they provide you with coverage. So smaller businesses for sure can do and should do influencer marketing as well. But they also need to understand that influencer marketing is not the only tool that they have because at the end of the day, what they do offline makes a massive impact to their whole business as well as the social media presence as well. Do they have a list of their own customers? Do they make a list of new customers who they approach themselves directly? Are they more engaging with their own audience on their page? All of that makes a massive difference as well. So for sure, it's not really limited to a big business or small business, but you need to be smart and careful into how you use it as well. Because for sure, you'll get the views, you'll get the numbers. 
But once that happens, are you able to serve people with the same quality, with the same standards? So that needs to be something a brand or a business needs to think beforehand, where they perfect, they stress test they send themselves, the staff, everything that they have, and only then reach out to more and more people. So absolutely, it's open for everyone. Yeah. Um, if you had to give, say, three tips to businesses who are looking to get into um, or use um, influencer marketing, what would they be? Firstly and foremost would absolutely be don't chase the numbers because that's really not going to drive you anywhere. So don't chase the numbers. Second would be to see the quality of content being produced because it's quite easy for people to just snap a video and post it online. But if an influencer is actually taking the efforts to finesse the videos or finesse the photos and actually put in the work, you know that they're dedicated to this and this is their craft and this is something they're definitely going to put in more effort as well. So when you invite them or you work with them, you will get certain type of quality as well. So it's important to get that in as well. And thirdly would be to actually see is their community the community you want as your target audience? So it's important to understand what kind of an influencer are you getting in? For example, if I am a tech-based business and I see an FNB, food and beverages related influencer going wild, does he really or does she really match my needs or no? So it's really important for brands to understand that it's not the massive following, but also the niche that the influencers have gotten. And they're using it. So if it works out with the brand, then absolutely. It's a good match for them. I see. And do you think it's worth going through an agency to source the influences that are best for that brand? Or do you think that it's it's quite easy just to, to find one? So that's the thing. It is a mix of both. Because when you are a brand, when you're a page, you yourself will get a lot of inquiries from influencers saying, this is my number of following, this is what I do, and I can create content for you. Agency comes into hand where, because when you work with an agency, you're not just doing influencer marketing, you're also doing social media, you're also doing press releases. So you're doing public relations, you're doing social media, and you're doing influencer as well. So as a whole package, that kind of provides you more value as well. And then there are certain agencies that do just influencer marketing. That way, what it does is that it saves you time from making a list and going through people who have actually been working with other brands and who've been verified by different brands and you avoid all of that hassle and you just go to an agency. But if you're a small business, for sure, I would recommend you yourself looking into this as well so that whoever you invite or whoever you collab with brings in the same value that you want to give to your own community. So cool. it, it is quite yeah. a mix. Yeah, I see. Um, and then what I suppose is the best platform? Is it kind of Instagram or I guess it depends on what business it is, is right? Absolutely. Because at times we get different brands saying that we want to be on TikTok, we want to be on Instagram, we want to be on Snapchat. It's not important to be on all the platforms. It's important to understand, is this something that is going to add value to you? Is it something that you really need? Because being on TikTok, you need to create content that suits well for that platform. You cannot have the same content running on every platform. So that, again, opens up conversations for different strategies. How do you want to communicate on different platforms? It's not really important to be everywhere, 
but it's important to be somewhere and then just work on yourself and the value you provide. Cool. Um, could you give me an example, if you can think of one, where mm-hmm. it's been done really well? Influencer market has been done really well. Okay, I'll just give you a local example. One of the brands we work with, they were launching a brunch. And brunch in Dubai is massive because every other restaurant, every other F&B place is releasing brunches on the weekend. And it's very difficult to differentiate where to go to. And the market is massive here because of the amount of expats, because of the amount of restaurants here. It's very difficult to get lost in the noise. So we had a themed brunch, something out of Wolf of Wall Street. That was the whole theme of the brunch. And we had key influencers there as well. And even with influencers, what we were doing is we were sending in two to three influencers per week so that we're scattering scattering the influencers not on one particular day, but every week throughout the month. Different ones? Same month and same month, every three weeks or four weeks, we had three different influencers going in every week. What that does is you have a constant supply of eyes coming onto your page, coming onto the whole program that you have. And we've seen it grow as well organically. So first, first one or two months when it's just brand new, you bring in influencers to raise awareness. And then once we stop using influencers, we see organically how many people are going to the venue, how many people are taking part in the content that we're producing. So we've seen the growth happen as well. And uh, they have been recognized as one of the best branches as well in Dubai. So that has been a good example for us as self where we've seen how influencers and a good product together can make a massive difference that's amazing isn't that wow yeah, and when you is. when you have when you say you have the influencers go in are they separate as in are they all going in together to have the brunch or is it completely different set and they go in at different times so that's a thing as well it depends on the occasion that we have. If it's a new venue and we know it's a new venue, so it's going to be difficult for the client as well to handle everyone together at the same time, then what we do is we send them in different batches. So a certain amount of time is when we'll have two influencers coming in. Another amount of time is when we'll have another influencer coming in. So we can either break it on per day, the different time slots, or just over the month, two influencers, three influencers going in, seeing the place, creating content, and sharing their own feedback with us as well, because it's important for us to understand from the influencers as well, how was their experience? Yeah. Was it good? Was it bad? It helps us and also the clients to either build up or keep continuing what has been working well. Yeah, I guess that was my next question was, say the influencer went there and then had a bad experience, are they still paid to, I guess, plug that restaurant? Well, for situations like that, it's important to communicate that with the client itself. So the client knows where they are going wrong, what's something, because if an influencer feels it, or if any person who goes to a brand feels it, it's highly likely other customers, other people will face it too. So it's important for us to have a conversation with them. And once we have that with the client, we invite the influencers again, and this time, Again, there's no charge or anything, but once again, come back in, have a second go at it and see what it is. Do you feel the difference? Do you see things have changed? 
that itself brings it a more organic and authentic change within themselves and the brand as well because now their experience is totally different from the first one because yeah. they see that what they are saying has been taken into consideration and they seeing the changes as well yeah okay awesome who can i ask who is your most famous influencer that you work with can i ask that yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes so for few, one of so we were working with different brands and one of the influencers that we really liked and worked with was let's say because there are plenty uh one of the singers here Leila Kardan so we worked with her we had a whole campaign this one was for Glenfiddich and we worked with them it was a really nice campaign where we did the shoot and everything and it was really nice to see that even if an influencer has like massive growth or massive reach and they themselves because you know how easy it is to get lost in numbers of likes and followers that you get but the person didn't change the person was really humble they were really nice with us and the way we did the whole process was really good so working with big influencers really shows you the difference between who is a real influencer and who is not because at times we've seen people who have high numbers their attitude starts to change as well because of the constant likes the constant uh follower increase happens that kind of brings a psychological difference in a person as well so seeing that exactly so yeah. seeing that numbers don't really make a difference to the people was a good thing so it was a nice experience working with them yeah lovely what advice would you give to someone who would like to become an influencer firstly it's also one thing because people say i don't want to be in front of the camera I don't want to be I like I want to become an influencer but I don't want to be in front of the camera and that is possible you don't have to be in front of the camera because you have to recognize what niche do you want to pick up what do you want to do if you are an avid reader and you want to open a book club or you want to do a book review that really doesn't involve you coming in front of the camera rather you showing your book you giving a review so it's the value that you provide so I think one this is down to two to three things the first would be finding your niche what are you interested in and what do you think people will get value from as well which brings us to the second point providing value because of the amount of influencers and people who are putting out content out there does your content really provide value does it make a difference does it make people laugh does it make people emotional does it make people think so how is that going on and third would be when you have a community the community relation the community engagement that you have with them because at the very beginning you don't really need to have the best equipment you don't need to have the best quality of content it doesn't need to be super finessed you just need to start off because that's something that stops a lot of people as well saying oh i want to become an influencer but i don't have the right gear i don't have the editing skills i don't have this or that but it's important to just start off all of this comes along the way in your journey so first and foremost is to just start off awesome that's great advice um my last question to you is um as a murdoch alumnus maybe you could just give us a little bit of a rundown on how you found that your um studying at murdoch helped you get into the career choice that you have now Yes yeah, so my majors were public relations and marketing and uh, my first internship which then turned into a job I got it through Murdoch itself 
through the university programs we had here. So I got in into a social media intern job and then it transitioned into me progressing and me doing different roles within the same company. And then from there, it transitioned to this company where I actually joined in as a public, public relations executive. And then because of COVID, I transitioned into social media. But just getting into the public relations bit as well, it was the real experiences I had at Murdoch that really helped me. Because we during our course, we were working with Road Safety UAE, where we had to create a campaign for them. So as an assignment, we actually worked with brands and places outside to give us that practical knowledge. So that kind of gives you a good insight into how the market is and what do you expect and what do people expect out of you as well. So those programs and those internships that I had plugged in, that absolutely helped me a lot. Oh, that's amazing. That's so lovely to hear. Oh, thank you so much, Raj. I think I found thank you so it's much. so interesting listening to you speak. Um, and yeah, that was that was brilliant. So thank you so much for for chatting to me and and talking about influencer marketing. So thank you. And thank you so much for inviting me. It was absolutely great. Like I said, like I was thinking, oh, should I go to the campus? And then you tell me, okay, the campus in Perth. I'm like, maybe yeah. next time, for sure. <laughs> next time we're open now. The board yeah. is open now, so you can come. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thanks for listening After Dark, as I hope that you enjoyed that session. Um, don't forget to follow to keep up to date with all the new episodes. I have also put Raj's LinkedIn in the comments section of this podcast. So if you would like to follow his journey, um, then just click that and follow. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.